All right, a little bit of breaking news as we start the program here. This is uh, just now uh, the Missouri Attorney General. You can count Missouri in the fight. Eric Schmidt, Attorney General of uh, Missouri, saying election integrity is central to our republic, and I will defend it at every turn. As I have in other cases, I will help lead the efforts in support of Texas's Supreme Court of the United States filing today, Missouri is in the fight um you might want a wonder well what's he talking about it's like the the next thing that we as conservatives and republicans have going for us but before i get into the texas lawsuit what the lawsuit is all about why it is so important maybe it's the reason that we saw uh, yet another blow another uh, devastation at this point i really don't know what to call it anymore uh last night um as i ended the program i was talking about you know if the president has faith and if the president has hope and he believes that there's a true real path to victory for him then you know what this president fought for this country for four years i respect and appreciate him for doing that this is a president that is still fighting to this very day for election integrity i mean think about it if we don't have a, a, a right to vote if we don't feel as though our right to vote as americans uh is crucial anymore and if the democrats are just gonna steal elections i talk about feeling disenfranchised i mean my goodness gracious and maybe that's what the democrats want Maybe the Democrats want us to feel so bad, so down, so sour about this election that we just, we don't vote in the Georgia. Well, that's as far as Georgians go, but will Georgian Republicans vote in the Senate runoff? I still can't believe that we haven't had a recount um, in the uh, uh, Georgia Senate race as far as uh, Senator Perdue against John Ossoff goes. I mean, Senator Perdue was point two percent away from ensuring that that georgia senate seat remains in republican control and the secretary of state doesn't want to do a recount there yet raffensberger who is the georgia secretary of state wants to continue to do recounts in the presidential election and continue to count the fraudulent votes and by the way we know that voter fraud occurred in this election we have affidavits we have videos as far as georgia is concerned we have ruby johnson on video bringing the suitcases out from underneath the table as well as counting votes two or three times i mean all that's on video everyone can see that georgia even has the exact numbers of illegal votes that were counted and why they were illegal why they shouldn't have been counted secretary of state raffensberger i guess doesn't want to acknowledge that has no interest in that whatsoever and i believe at this point in time that he truly does not want donald trump to be president anymore the same can be said for the governor in georgia there kemp so why i understand lynn wood's frustrations i'm not gonna say i i fully agree with lynn wood in fact i i probably for the most part if not all of it disagree with him i still believe that georgians should vote in the senate uh runoff come january 5th for uh kelly leffler and for david perdue i this as far as the senate goes 
That is crucial. We absolutely, under no circumstance, can ever lose the Senate, probably again, because when Charles E. Schumer of the of New York, a fantastic, I get to call him my senator, when he says that first we take Georgia and then we change America in that little voice of his, then take him at his word for that. He means that he is going to radically transform America into a Democrat paradise where there's no electoral college anymore, where the Supreme Court is well and truly packed, probably 15 justices instead of just nine. And by the way, once we get to the Texas lawsuit, the Supreme Court has a chance to set a precedent here. Um, at this point, do I feel as if they'll do it? I really couldn't tell you that I'm confident about it. I every it seems every single lawsuit that we have put forward as far as our team, that being the Trump campaign, just judges don't want to even talk about it. They don't want to discuss it. It keeps getting thrown out, but is it getting thrown out on merit? I there there there's clear evidence of voter fraud that they don't even want to look at. I think that what are they afraid of of Democrats? Why would you ever be afraid of a Democrat party when they're trying to destroy our country from within? That's the end goal of everything that the Democrat party puts forward. Donald Trump is standing in the way of that. Um, as well as Donald Trump is the um, Republicans in the Senate. I'll finish my point as far as Schumer goes. Uh, he's going to make D.C. and Puerto Rico into states, ensuring that the Democrat party has four more United States senators. I This and the legislative filibuster in the Senate, you can say goodbye to that as well. Now, does that seem like somebody that lives and understands what a constitutional republic is? Or because that to me sounds like a dictator. And oh, Joe Biden, you know, they are so... The Joe Biden president-elect office of the president-elect, he can't even get his cabinet members' names correct. And I watched Biden today, and I think that even Joe Biden himself doesn't really truly believe that he won this election. Because if he did, I think he could at least talk right or pronunciate his words correctly. I mean, is he an articulate guy? No. He's a clumsy, old, bumbling, stumbling, dumb fool. It's a shame and it's a disgrace to this country that he's even this close to the presidency. Now, do I believe in my heart of hearts that Joe Biden received 80 million votes? That Joe Biden, as far as the history of our country goes, that he received the most votes ever as a presidential nominee. I don't believe it. Do I believe that Donald Trump got 74 million Americans to stand up and say, yes, I'm voting for this man. Yes, he's brought a lot to this country. I, how many times have we gone over the Trump accomplishments? The best economy this country has ever seen, that was from Donald Trump. The lowest unemployment records ever for blacks, for Asians, for Latinos, for women, for the youth in this country, for disabled Americans, unemployment records 
for all of them, the lowest unemployment we've ever seen. Donald Trump incentivized companies and businesses to repatriate jobs here in the United States. Build and work in the USA. What do you think Make America Great Again is all about? Now, he struck new trade deals with Japan, with Canada, Mexico. NAFTA went away, brought us to the USMCA. Uh, China, now, I, you know what I believe? I believe that China created a world war with 184 countries without any violence, but they ensured that people died, people lost their lives. The slogan that China lied, people died, is 100% factual. When the president calls it the China virus, he's absolutely right. Uh, over Last time I checked, over 400 miles of border wall was built on the southern border. Hello, Arizona. Uh, how could you possibly vote for Joe Biden? And remember now, in the, um, in the late hours of the, well, I should say the early morning hours of November 4th, I was up. I remember that. Hey, this is something that will stick in my mind for, for years and years to come. The president at 3 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, on November 4th, was up in Pennsylvania, 690,000 votes. In Michigan, he was up 300,000 votes. In North Carolina, which they finally called a few weeks ago, he was up 77,000 votes. Do you think? And he was winning in Wisconsin and winning in Georgia. All of a sudden, supposedly once they stop, pause voting for the night, whatever you want to call it, and sent Republicans away for the night, then all of a sudden, magically, Joe Biden gets all these mail-in ballots and they all go for him? I don't believe it at all. How could anyone just put the facts together and see that there's no way all these mail-in ballots come in and they're all for Joe Biden. I remember writing down, I took a note on that night, quote from myself, mail-in uh, mail voting was a scam so the Democrats could cheat. I remember being on um, BBC Radio early in the morning and, and, and having this exact discussion and saying that there is no way that this is even humanly possible. And uh, that's in the Texas lawsuit as well. But anyway, do we really believe that 80 million Americans would vote against someone that gave trillions of dollars, rebuilt the U.S. military as well as the VA? A guy that took out Qasem Soleimani, he's never going to have an American's blood on his hands ever again. Al-Baghdadi, 100% of the ISIS caliphate. You know, it, it, when um, the lead up to the 2016 election... It was a different ISIS attack every single day. Well, once the president, once Donald Trump became president of the United States, we didn't hear a peep out of ISIS. Remember early on in the presidency when he dropped the mother of all bombs, killing 94 ISIS fighters and not a single civilian was killed? Do we want to go back to being dependent on oil and gas and energy from other countries such like Iran so far away do we really want that Russia Saudi Arabia do we want them passing us how about school choice and opportunity zones as far as the black community 
$250 million given annually to historically black colleges and universities, criminal justice reform, the First Step Act. This all happened under this president. 74 million Americans understood that we are in a much better place than we were when Donald Trump first came to office. Prescription drug costs went down under Donald Trump. Historic tax cuts we saw under this president. Peace. How many times have we heard peace in the Middle East? This president brought that. Uh, peace deals with uh, the UAE and Bahrain and Israel. I mean, it's just the, these accomplishments are, if you had two terms, these accomplishments are incredible. Well, Donald Trump got all of it done in one term. Uh, the Texas lawsuit claims it's in there. A dark cloud hangs over the 2020 election, and I could not agree with them anymore. The president saying today, stealing votes, fraud, deception, that's not thats not a way to win an election. That's not a way to, to have a country. We, we can't have this in the United States of America. President saying someone needs to have the courage to do what everybody in this country knows is right. Said so whether it be a state legislator, whether it be a state um, legislator, someone from the state legislator, whether it be a Supreme Court justice. Well, the Supreme Court, you know, not wanting to take up the case in Pennsylvania, we'll get into that um, shortly, where Ted Cruz said that he would argue the case in front of the Supreme Court. Does that bode well for anyone in this country? I don't believe so. You know, we're at a crossroads right now. Do we open the door to socialism or do we keep capitalism? I made this argument all throughout our election cycle. I believe that Donald Trump is the best choice for this country. Wait until we get into what this Chinese uh, economist uh, professor was saying about having an incoming Biden administration. Donald Trump was a, a, a full-blown missile attack to this globalist elitist establishment that there is not just in the United States, but all around the world. That's why you have someone like Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum saying that they're encouraged to see a Joe Biden presidency and that he's going to support multilateralism. You got this Chinese professor saying that we couldn't fix a Trump administration. And that's because Donald Trump stands up for this country. Every single day, he still does that. Whereas you got Donald Trump, make America great again, compared to Joe Biden. Make, the, make every other country that, whether they like the United States or not, make them great again. Make my son's wallet fatter again. Pad his own pockets. This is, this is never going to change about Joe Biden. He's a 47-year this going into 48 now next year, you know, almost 50 year career long corrupt as can be politician. This really the guy that we want to lead the country. It's just downright dangerous to even have him in this position. Now, mentally, cognitively, is he there? I don't believe so. It's tough 
to watch a Joe Biden press conference. Donald Trump can speak right. Donald Trump speaks on behalf of Americans. Joe Biden speaks on behalf of himself and a corrupt Washington establishment. A dark cloud hangs over the 2020 election. Texas lawsuit couldn't be any more correct in that statement. Now let's move forward. Uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn today, thank God it's finally happened. His long nightmare is finally over with. The citation here being Fox News. Judge, this is Judge Emmett Sullivan, who is a national disgrace. Judge dismisses Michael Flynn case after Trump pardoned. It should say finally. Judge Emmett Sullivan dismissed the criminal case against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn on Tuesday, putting an end to a case that took a number of turns after Flynn's initial guilty plea three years ago. He never really got his chance to be National Security Advisor. He was, um, you know, he was uh, getting interviewed on January 24th, 2017. That's just days after the January 5th, 2017 Oval Office meeting with Obama and Biden and Clapper and Susan Rice and Loretta Lynch and, and Sally Yates, all, all of that corrupt Obama administration. You know, I think that that was that was something that was an opportunity that Barack Hussein Obama took to really crank down on this scheme he had to spy on the Trump administration. There was no peaceful transfer of power from Obama to Trump. He set traps. He set obstacles. He, he, he weaponized the FBI, the CIA, anyone that he could possibly find, utilized that to go after Donald Trump. There was by no means a peaceful transfer of power. Um, Trump pardoned Flynn late November after Sullivan refused to automatically grant the Justice Department's motion to dismiss Flynn's case earlier this year. The, the DOJ is the prosecutor in this case. It's not Judge Sullivan. It's the DOJ, and they said there's nothing here. We're dropping the charges. Now, this was uh, in the summertime. Now he's just getting around to it? This guy's a joke. Quote, the history of the Constitution, its structure, and the Supreme Court's interpretation of the pardon power make clear that President Trump's decision to pardon Mr. Flynn is a political decision. Not a legal one, Sullivan said in his Tuesday order, because the law recognized the president's, uh, president's political power to pardon the appropriate courses to dismiss this case as moot. I mean, it took long enough, but this uh, ruling today, this isn't just a big win for Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who can finally get on with his life again, but it's a big win for the president. It's a big win for the country, and you know who else this is a massive win for? And I understand that we have, you know, with Republicans, well, we not only are we going to fight the Democrat Party, but we're going to fight each other over Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell. This is a massive win for Sidney Powell that took this case up when you had, I remember, I distinctly remember reading an article in NBC News calling Sidney Powell a conspiracy theorist. CNN just a few weeks ago wrote, wrote an article about Sidney Powell connecting her to QAnon and saying again that echoing NBC News 
calling her conspiracy theorist. Well, why? I mean, is there secrets that Sidney Powell's exposing? This is a big win for Sidney Powell. Make no mistake about it. I don't, I can't, I'm not a lawyer. I can't 100% tell you that she has overwhelming evidence of this whole Kraken case that she keeps touting. Do I want to believe it? Of course I want to believe it. Do, um, well, I say that, but it, it, there's a part of me that, do I want our voting machines to be rigged so that one presidential candidate is, is ensured that he's going to win? Of course I don't want that. But if there is corruption in those systems, and we've highlighted it on this program, the ties with Soros, the ties with uh, Smartmatic and Mark Malik Brown, who's going to be Open Society's uh, president. Of course, George Soros is... Um, a trademark is the Open Societies Foundation. He's the founder uh, of it. You know, if there's ties there, and again, as we pointed out before, then yeah, I want that corruption to be exposed. That has no place uh, in this country whatsoever. Now, as far as the president goes, the president was holding an Operation Warp Speed vaccine summit today. He says, quote, that the forthcoming coronavirus vaccines will end the pandemic just one second as far as operation warp speed goes this is a virus now remember the um initial projections and it, it, it's not to say that oh well this would have been if nothing had been done uh do you think joe biden would have done anything do you think that if we had a president that was afraid of what the news media would write about him if he shut down travel from china that um any other president wouldn't have taken that wouldn't have taken the step that the president did yeah i i don't believe joe biden would have shut the country down would have shut down travel uh from wuhan china i believe millions of americans more would have been infected because of covid look at their handling of swine flu ron Klain himself said yeah we didn't really know what we were doing we just kind of got lucky well this president didn't get lucky he has navigated now as far as Pfizer goes, uh, as far as Moderna and AstraZeneca, as far as all those um, companies go, they all have vaccines. And again, you know, it just magically happens as though uh, the, the three Mondays after the election, oh, well, we have a vaccine now. I mean, it's, it's, it's just insane. Um, but that all happened thanks to Operation Warp Speed. The president saying the U.S. is just days away from the first safe and effective vaccine to combat COVID-19. Uh, the president during the summit touted Operation Warp Speed, his, uh, his administration's public-private partnership, which was created over the summer to create a vaccine at breakneck speed. Another quote from the president, uh, we're just days away from the authorization from the FDA and we're pushing them hard. Uh, we are very very happy we were able to get things done at a level we haven't seen before uh trump said that uh vaccines created by pfizer moderna are approximately 95 percent effective saying the projection far exceeding anything that really anybody thought we're hopeful that the fda will authorize the pfizer vaccine within days and the moderna vaccine almost immediately thereafter so incredible great news um the uk is starting to uh give out the vaccines now so i that's pretty good to sort of see how 
that goes. I think one of the people was named William Shakespeare, the second one to get it, 81 years old. That's uh, kind of cool. Now, um, I don't really know what I want to go. Do I want to stick with? Well, I'll just read you um, the Trump campaign's legal statement today. Today is a safe harbor deadline day, the safe harbor deadline. This is um, released by the Trump campaign. The safe harbor deadline is a statutory timeline that generally denotes the last day for states to certify election results. However, it is not unprecedented for election contests to last well beyond December 8th. Uh, despite the media trying desperately to proclaim that the fight is over, we will continue to champion election integrity until every legal vote is counted. They even cite Justice Ginsburg, recognized in Bush v. Gore, that the date of ultimate significance is January 6th, when Congress counts and certifies the votes of the Electoral College. The only fixed day in the U.S. Constitution is the inauguration of the president on January 20th at noon. Um, so I promise we'll get into the Texas lawsuit in a second. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but I really want to take a, it's going to be longer than a second, but there is Axios came out with an article, uh, today about this exclude. This is the headline. Uh, I'll get, you know, the citation, I'll just give you the citation just in case you think my interpretation of the article's off. You can read it for yourself. Um, you know, we, we do, we do a lot of news on this program. I always, you know, I give you my opening monologue, my, my sort of feelings for the day, uh, what's really bugging me, what I think's going well in the country. That's, that's my opinion. But on top of my opinion, you know, the Philip Board show for a reason, LOL, but I always give you news as well and news updates throughout the day so that you, you don't have to watch fake news CNN or MSDNC or ABC or NBC or CBS. I always, you know, sort of, I, I, I try to get through as much news as possible. This is a story that is in, extremely important in terms of our national security. This, I don't think there's opinion needed in this. I can just sort of give you the headline and then try to explain what it's all about here's the headline in axios suspected chinese spy targeted california politicians a suspected chinese intelligence operative developed extensive ties with local and national politicians this is the big part including a u.s congressman oh okay now that's sort of big news uh, in what U.S. officials believe was a political intelligence operation run by China's main civilian spy agency between 2011 and 2015. Why it matters, Axios says. The alleged operation offers a rare window into how Beijing has tried to gain access to and influence U.S. political circles. Your big question you probably got on the top of your mind right now is, well, is there a name for this woman? Yes, there is. Chinese national woman at the center of the operation named Fang Fang. Oh, Fang Fang. Or Christine Fang. Targeted, this is the woman now, who did the spying, the Chinese spy. She targeted up-and-coming 
local politicians in the Bay Area. Now we're getting closer and closer to finding who that U.S. congressman is. Ready for this? Among the significant targets of Fang's efforts was representative from California, Eric Swalwell. Oh, hold on a second here. Is this the same Eric Swalwell that for four long years has been pressing the issue, has been lying to the American people, who has continuously said there is clear, overwhelming evidence of the Trump campaign colluding with Russia to influence the 2016 election, that this president stole the 2016 election. Now, I remember even a news reporter asked the president of the United States, are you a Russian spy? How come no one in the mainstream media is asking Eric Swalwell if he's an operative on Chinese agent? Because listen to what happened, and he's pictured with Christine Fang. Through campaign fundraising, extensive networking, personal charisma, and romantic or sexual relationships with at least two Midwestern mayors, Fang was able to gain proximity to political power, according to current and former U.S. intelligence officials and one former elected officials. Uh, quote, even though U.S. officials do not believe Fang received or passed on classified information, the case was a big deal because there were some really, really sensitive people that were caught up. Let me read that again. Fang, this was a really big deal because there were really, really sensitive people caught up. This is a danger to our country. Now, Eric Swalwell's office has responded and said that Representative Swalwell long ago provided information about this person whom he met more than eight years ago and whom he hasn't seen in nearly six years to the FBI to protect information that might be classified. He will not, listen to this, what a coward. He will not participate in your story. Well, that's interesting. We know that Eric Swalwell is no stranger to the media or public appearances. He's on MSNBC. Well, he was about every single night, CNN um, as well, saying that Donald Trump, the president of the United States, was colluding with Russia. Now, because he's under the scope and people are worried about his, um, you know, I guess, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, partnership with this Lady, whatever you want to call his association with, now he can't participate in this story. You know, this woman Fang, uh, U.S. intelligence officials believe she was overseeing likely unwitting sub-agents whom she helped place in local political and congressional offices. She also engaged, as I pointed out, in sexual or romantic relationships with at least two Midwestern mayors. Fang attended regional conferences for U.S. mayors which allowed her to grow her network of politicians across the country. Uh, as you know, I'm not just going to uh, pick on Eric Swalwell. Fang helped with a fundraiser for Representative Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii, 
she appeared in photos over multiple years uh, with uh, Judy Chu, Democrat, California, go figure, and then Representative Mike Honda, another Democrat uh, from California. Tulsi Gabbard says, quote, no recollection of ever meeting or talking with her, nor any recollection of her playing a major role at the fundraiser. That's what a spokesperson said to Axios. Uh, now, I'll get to the, and Axios points it out, the bottom line here is that the U.S. officials believe Fang's real reason for being in the U.S. was to gather political intelligence and to influence rising U.S. officials on China-related issues. Um, as well, U.S. intelligence officials believe China's spy services have become more aggressive and emboldened including in their U.S.-focused influence and political intelligence gathering operations. Fang's case shows how a single determined individual allegedly working for Beijing can gain access to sensitive U.S. political circles. So I would say, Representative Eric Swalwell, where are you, buddy? Now you don't want to make any media appearances? Should the president come out and say that it's clear now and there's evidence here backing this up? Like I said, Swalwell's even pictured um with Christine Fang. You know, is he uh is he an age a Chinese agent working for China? And there's evidence here behind it. He never had any evidence when he was accusing the president of being a Russian agent. I mean, Eric Swalwell, folks, is a total joke. And this very well and truly shows that he's a threat. To national security now um i've been sort of foreshadowing it all day i want to make sure well i'll program i want to make sure i got everything right and i want to ensure that i incorporate every single thing that this texas lawsuit is alleging in the guardian is the um citation here texas sues four states over election results and efforts to help Donald Trump. Yeah, a little snippy headline there. But anyway, the state of Texas is aiming to help Donald Trump upend the results of the U.S. election. It filed a, loss, uh, a lawsuit against the states of Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, calling changes that those states made to election procedures amid the coronavirus pandemic unlawful well now hold on a second because we've already heard um states uh well at least um justice alito on the supreme court uh pointing out that you know just because there's a uh, a virus plaguing the country doesn't mean the constitution doesn't mean anything so what uh this texas lawsuit is saying is that um the latest this is the uh, well as uh, the guardian puts it it's the latest legal effort intended to reverse the republican president's loss again here they're saying loss i haven't seen any state certifying uh anything yet uh which appeared to be running out of steam well that sort of i can understand um that because you know this the whole uh pennsylvania thing now with alito and even ted cruz is sort of disappointed about it but this is a massive legal lawsuit that and it's brought forward um from Texas's Attorney General Ken Paxton, and it, it what it, it, it at the bot at the bottom line about it, folks, is that it's asking the Supreme Court to block the battleground states from casting unlawful and constitutionally tainted 
uh, votes. Um, the, uh, I'll give you the quote from the Attorney General in Texas. Trust in the integrity of our election processes is sacrosanct sanct, excuse me, and binds our citizenry and the states in this union together. Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, excuse me, and Wisconsin destroyed that trust and compromised the security and integrity of the 2020 election. The states violated statutes enacted by their duly elected legislatures, thereby violating the Constitution. Let me pause right there. Here's the quote. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors. It's right in the Constitution. Uh, by ignoring both state and federal law, these states have not only tainted the integrity of their own citizens' vote, but of Texas and every other state that held lawful elections. Their failure to abide by the rule of law casts a dark shadow of doubt over the outcome of the entire election. We now ask that the Supreme Court step in to correct this egregious error. Um, by the way, the Supreme Court has taken it up. They've given Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin until 3 p.m. on Thursday to respond to the uh, Texas filing. Now, on top of Texas um, being included in the law, so like I said, the, uh, just breaking now was that the Missouri um, Attorney General is on board, as well as Missouri and Texas, you have the Los, Ange uh, Los Angeles, yeah, far from it, the Louisiana uh, Attorney General, Jeff Landry joining in, quote, Louisiana citizens are damaged if elections in other states were conducted outside the confines of the Constitution while we in Louisiana obeyed the rules. Arkansas uh, Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, Arkansas, Ar Arkansans, or Ar Arkansasians, I don't even know how you want to pronounce it, people in Arkansas, <laughs> for lack of a better term, and Americans across the country have real concerns about the lack of integrity in our federal elections this year. After reviewing the motion filed by Texas in the U.S. Supreme Court, I have determined that I will support the motion by the state of Texas in all legally appropriate manners. The integrity of our elections is a critical part of our nation and it must be upheld, as well as Texas, Missouri, Louisiana, Arkansas. You have Steve Marshall, Attorney General in Alabama, saying, quote, the state of Alabama... Uh, will continue to pursue any legal remedy available to protect her people from such disenfranchisement. The unconstitutional acts and fraudulent votes in other states not only affect the citizens of those states, they affect the citizens of all states of the entire United States. Every unlawful vote counted or lawful vote uncounted uh, debases and dilutes citizens' free exercise of the franchise. So they're joining in on it as well. Now, this is sort of something that we needed to have happen today because in uh, the Supreme Court, as far as Pennsylvania goes, uh, they unanimously 
rejected the, uh, this is in the Daily Caller, Repub uh, Republican-led bid to overturn Pennsylvania elections results. It's a ruling that was issued without comment. Means this court declined to question the state's the uh, state's certification process. Now Ted Cruz, who was going to argue the case in front of the Supreme Court, saying, "quote I'm disappointed the court decided not to hear the case challenging the election results in Pennsylvania. The anger and division we see across the nation needs resolution." Late last year, the Pennsylvania legislature passed a law that purported to allow universal mail-in voting, notwithstanding the Pennsylvania Constitution's express pro uh, prohibition. This appeal filed, filed raised important and serious legal issues, and I believe the court had a responsibility to ensure our elections follow the law and the Constitution. Now, I want to make a quick point on that, with Ted Cruz saying he's disappointed in that. If Ted Cruz was going to battle, fight, argue, challenge, whatever you want to call it, in front of the Supreme Court on behalf of the Trump legal team, what do you think the chances are that he's going to argue on behalf of his own state in front of the Supreme Court? I believe that maybe Pencil, uh, the Supreme Court didn't take the Pennsylvania case because it can all be resolved in this Texas lawsuit that's pending now. And if Ted Cruz, and I think about it, if he was going to fight for Pennsylvania on behalf of the president, what is there any doubt in your mind that he won't fight on behalf of the Trump campaign and Texas in front of the Supreme Court? Ted Cruz, senator from Texas? I believe that in I, I, listen, I want to believe and I have hope that they rejected the Pennsylvania suit because of the um, suit coming forward in uh, Texas. I really, truly want to believe that. And, you know, we as conservatives and Republicans, I think we need something to cling on to at this point in time. So, you know, it's like every other court case we've seen sort of get thrown out and judges don't want to, you know, as the president says, be courageous have courage to do what's right for the country. Uh, well, I guess we, again, we just have to sit back, keep fighting, keep, ha keep having hope, keep having desire, uh, holding the line that the president, Donald Trump, was indeed uh, reelected. Um, I'll go to a few other bits of news. You got the, uh, the uh, in the AP, the Democratic-controlled House on Tuesday easily approved a wide-ranging defense uh, policy bill. And guess what the president said as far as that goes? Quote, I hope House Republicans will vote against the very weak National Defense Authorization Act, which I will veto. It must include a termination of uh, Section 230, uh, which uh, allows uh, big tech companies to not act as publications. Uh, for national security purposes, preserve our national monuments and allow for 5G and troop reductions uh, in foreign lands. So that isn't going anywhere. Uh, Joe Biden's out there calling for a mask mandate. You ready for this? Uh, masking, vaccinations, open school. I'll tell you how Biden says it. Yo, masking, vaccinations, opening schools. Come on, man. These are the three key goals for my 
first 100 days. Not a joke. Uh, he said uh, he's urging people, help yourself, your family, your community, whatever your politics. Mask up for 100 days after we take office. 100 days to make a difference. It's not a political statement. It's a patriotic act. Uh, there you go. That's what you're going to get with a Joe Biden presidency, a mandate of mask. You believe that mandating things here in the United States doesn't sound like mandating health care. You better have health care. Uh, by the way, the guy that brought that Obama or you want to call it no Obamacare, Barack Hussein Obama is getting criticized by Black Lives Matter. He had Black Lives Matter in the uh, White House. The co-founder, Alicia Garza. Hitting back at President Obama, criticizing the defund the police movement as a snappy slogan. What I want to hear from former President Barack Hussein Obama is if he's going to use his vast platform for these conversations. What I want to hear from uh, President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is what are you going to do? And that's what we haven't heard amid all this hoopla about defund the police, oh, unbelievable. They're not happy with Obama. Uh, this was pretty funny. John Bresnahan, political reporter, left-wing activist, which you need to know, ain't a reporter. Uh, Steny Hoyer, a Democrat, uh, says he takes a picture with Democrats not coming back next year after losing on election day. Says, do not lose heart, says Hoyer. And then Kevin McCarthy, uh, representative from California, a House minority leader says here's a group of who's here's a group photo of me with all the house republicans who lost races this year it's just him absolutely no one uh with him there it's pretty funny oh another point i wanted to make on the uh texas lawsuit is uh kaylee mcenany points out the chances of biden winning and this is in the suit itself uh pennsylvania michigan georgia wisconsin independently after the president's early lead is less than one in a quadrillion that's a one with one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen zeros behind it and like i pointed out earlier never forget that at three in the morning just the president's lead was magically wiped out in um wisconsin georgia pennsylvania and michigan and what cities, by the way, this is something that doesn't get brought up enough. What cities were there, What which, which ones were they that wiped out, so-called wiped out the president's lead? Oh, that would be in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, in Georgia, Fulton County, Atlanta, in Pennsylvania, just magically, there's Philadelphia. You know, there's no history there of corruption as far as elections go. And then in Michigan, suddenly, magically, here, here's Detroit finding all these votes. Never, never forget about that. Those are the cities that just all of a sudden, no lead for Donald Trump anymore. It's a joke. Uh, you have, um, oh, this is just one of the dumbest things I saw today. This uh, YouTube guy, I don't know much about him, Jake Paul. Uh, what you need to know for the context of the story is a white guy, YouTube guy, uh, was boxing former NBA player Nate Robinson. Don't know much about him um, either. But basically, Jake Paul, the white guy fighting the black guy, Nate Robinson, he uh, knocked him out, won the boxing match. You know what you're supposed to do in the sport of boxing. 
and you got this Kari Champion and uh, Jamel Hill saying that, was it racist of you, Jake Paul, to knock out a black man? That's a, And they're serious about it. That's how crazy Democrats and the Democrat Party have become in this country. Now, sort of funny, but no laughing matter is what was presented as far as this guy, D-Dai, whatever you want to call him, D-I, Dong Sheng. He is the vice dean of the School of International Relations at the University, Renmin University of China. So basically, he's a Chinese economist and a professor. This is what, this is quote, word for word, what this guy had to say. He was at this, some forum speaking, and every single thing I'm about to tell, I'm going to read it verbatim, what this guy said. Think about this, though. All you need to, you don't even really need to know his name. Chinese economist professor, quote, the Trump administration is in a trade war with us. So why can't we fix the Trump administration? Why between 1992? Ah, let's see. Who became president in 1992? Oh, that's right. Slick Willie. In 2016, did China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues? I'm going to throw something maybe a little bit explosive. It's because we have people at the top. At the top of America's core, inner circle of power and influence, we have our old friends. We have been utilizing the core power of the United States. Wall Street says plays a big part in the United States elections. Wall Street can't fix Trump. Trump had a previous soft default issue with Wall Street, so there was a conflict between them. So during the U.S.-China trade war, Wall Street tried to help, and I know that, he says, my friends on the U.S. side told me that they tried to help, but they couldn't do much. Uh, side, this isn't what he said, this is just me talking now. Isn't that a good thing? That the president was, as he was saying, not only publicly, but privately, pushing back on China. This guy's confirming it here. But now he says, now we're seeing Biden was elected. The traditional elite, political elite, the establishment. They're very close to Wall Street. So you see that, right? He says, you know... Trump's been saying that Biden's son has some sort of global foundation. Have you noticed that, he says? He says, who helped him, as far as Hunter Biden goes, build the foundation, the foundations? There are a lot of deals in all of these. Again, those are the words of a Chinese economist professor saying that, now China's back in business. We are in a cold war with China. The China virus came from China. Wuhan 
Institute of Virology. Lao Y86, Matthew um, Tai pointing that out. We, 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 we went, I remember doing a whole program about it, saying that at the very least, we have to be skeptical of China. This guy is confirming that a Biden win, Biden being elected, serves not the American people, but the Chinese. Can you believe that? Well, first of all, can you believe the audacity of this guy? How arrogant, how confident he is in a Joe Biden victory? This election, that quote, if I'm battling in a court of law, I'm bringing that up. I'm saying, listen, we need to have Donald Trump here because if we have Joe Biden here, then we bow down to China. I hope if anyone voted for Joe Biden, they hear that and think, oh my goodness. How did we possibly vote for this guy? And our mainstream media, as far as their ethics, the Society of Professional Journalists, Code of Ethics, seek truth and report it, be accountable and transparent, minimize harm, act independently. I don't see any of them covering this, except uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News. God bless him. If we didn't have Tucker Carlson, who would we have as far as news anchor goes? Is anchors all throughout the country. CNN isn't going to tell you about this. MSDNC isn't going to tell you about this. They don't even want to tell you about the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. We are in we are in deep in a cold war with China, and we have this guy proudly saying that the U.S. was pushing back in 2016 and up until right now with the Trump administration. But now we can take that all back with a Biden administration. That those comments should scare the hell out of. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican. If you voted for Biden. If you voted for Trump. If you're an American and you're hearing a Chinese economist professor say things like that. That should scare the living hell out of all of us as Americans.